Welcome to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley. Retirement Unlimited is an informative weekly radio program dedicated to offering factual information and sound advice for those wanting to know more about retirement planning. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances. Information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comments and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors Inc. is a registered investment advisor. Now, here's Randy Barkley. Welcome to Retirement Unlimited. This is the radio program that is dedicated to helping you make smart decisions about your money. I'm your host, Randy Barkley, and I'm the president of Tricord Advisors. Tricord is a registered investment advisory firm and we are located in Riverside. I'm a certified financial planner and our firm and everybody in it that is are their advisors, we are all fiduciaries. If you'd like to know more about what a fiduciary is, give us a call. My phone number is 951-684-7011 or just simply go to my website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com. Now, every week what I do is I divide my program into three parts. The first part is what I refer to as retirement update. The second one is tactical asset management. And the third one is news you can use. Now, in the first segment of the program in retirement update, I'm going to talk about one of the most difficult things that we do for our clients when we do our planning. And that is building a longevity structure. In other words, what is the longevity risk? And when we sit down and talk with a client, obviously what our goal is, is to structure their portfolio so that it lasts for the rest of their life. Now, there is a lot that goes into that. And frankly, it becomes kind of liability-driven investing. And one of the biggest liabilities that we have is that we have mortality. And people that we're dealing with right now are living longer than their parents and or their grandparents. If you think about that's why private companies now don't have defined benefit plans because they got the mortality structure completely wrong. So going back to the 50s and the 60s, and they started to realize as they got into the 80s that they were taking on unusual risk within their retirement plans because people candidly were just living longer. So this mortality is a big deal. And so as we sit down and talk with clients, the question is, is how do we measure all the variables and you know there's inflation that's invariable obviously you're spending you've got discretionary and non-discretionary items in your spending but one of the thing is you know one of the key factors is duration of retirement and as we go through here it's the financial liability trying to structure it now some people meet that longevity aspect by buying an annuity and again i'm not i'm not opposed to annuities, but annuities from the, sense, from the sense of purchasing that kind of contract or pu putting your money into that kind of contract, basically what's gonna happen is that you're gonna tie up your money for a long period of time. And I find that most annuity salespeople are what I call panic pushers. They're trying to get, they're motivating you because of risk in the marketplace. And they're not really taking into account the other risk, which is tying up your money for way too long at a much lower rate of return. And what's going on in the marketplace now and what goes on periodically, they use it to, um, 
to scare people and they put people into products and then they disappear because they're sales oriented type products. So therefore, what we look at is more of a logical, long-term fiduciary standard in the sense that we have to look at this risk and we have to look at all tools that we have available in order to accomplish end-of-life purposes. In other words, that we want to make sure there's enough money at the end of your life that no matter what happens, you have the ability to live comfortably and not have to worry about or fret about loss of capital. Now, again, if you're, if there's a lot of statistical data right now, but if you just increase your mortality, you know, I'm just talking about three years. So if you live three years longer on an average, I'm talking about as a group of people on an average longer than your parents, you've increased your mortality risk or your longevity risk by almost 30%. I know it's hard to believe, but it is really important. That's why we talk about when do you start taking social security? When do you start pulling down your retirement? When do you start pulling money out of your out of your investment accounts? How much do you take out? All of these factors come into play and the, the plan should be very dynamic. So we work, we sit down and work with clients, not just at the initial stages, but we are working with people over the long-term aspects of everything because everything changes. You have a lot of factors that go into, um, you have a lot of factors that go into what makes up the risk and the cost of factor, you know, what, what it costs you to live from month to month and year to year. But clearly, one of the biggest risk factors that most people don't take into consideration is understanding how long they're going to live. So if we take, for example, a average household, expenditures on an average right now, if you're like around age, you kind of you kind of hit the peak of your spending at about age uh, 50, about 50 to 55. At that stage, it starts to decline because a lot of your underlying costs are the cost of the mortgage. So if you're paying down your mortgage or you're getting close to where you're debt free, that starts to uh, decrease the amount of money that you need to have in order to meet your monthly expenses. But other factors start to increase, for example, the cost for healthcare delivery and some of those. But generally speaking, your expenditures start to decline. So from the high, let's say, for example, of somewhere around $70,000, a year on a per household basis, it drops by the time that you're in your 80s and 90s down to just slightly over $40,000. Now, this is, this is really important for you to know because as you age, your use of capital, your expenditures start to decline. The biggest, of course, the biggest factor besides longevity risk is healthcare delivery. And healthcare delivery is something that we can't really predict. You know, long-term care insurance, uh, dealing with the whole aspect of trying to figure out how do I set aside enough money? What assets do I designate for that? Do I buy insurance? Do I not buy insurance? These are all factors that go into the longevity planning because again, people are gonna live longer than they realize. What I'm finding is that most of my clients, when I ask them what their life expectancy is, they will normally go back and relate it to, you know, their father, their mother, their grandparents, their aunts and uncles, brothers and sisters. And a lot of factors come into that age comparison. You know, maybe your parents smoked, maybe they had a lifestyle that was not conducive, maybe you're completely different than them. You know, genetics become part of that, but environment is also a big part of that. So we start to take into some considerations and start to really measure what are the factors that are going to extend your life. And at the end of the day, 
it is a probability guess. It is not an accurate black and white factor. You are going to live your life. And what you want to make sure in our job with our clients is to make sure that they have enough money to last them for the rest of their life. Now, how we do that, of course, is taking in current data, current information. We, the plan has to be dynamic. It has to be looking at inflation. It has to be looking at healthcare delivery, other expenditures, your mortgage, your debt, all those factors as you move forward, that should be part of your overall planning process. It is not a one and done thing. It is a ongoing process that develops a plan that will give you the high degree of certainty that you're going to be fine as you continue to age in place. So therefore, having a plan, and I keep coming back to this, having a plan and working with a fiduciary that has your best interests at heart is absolutely critical. If you'd like to know more about what we do, just go to our website, which is retirementunlimited.com and look at our website. You can see the individuals that are involved in our firm, but also gives you some idea of our process and our management. If you'd like to meet with me, obviously we can't meet face-to-face -face currently, but we can meet on a, uh, like a Zoom or webcast or something like that. Go to, just uh, go to the website or just give me a phone, uh, just call me at my office, 951-684-7011. Be more than happy to sit down and talk with you. Stay tuned for my next section. I'm going to talk about tactical asset management. You know, retirement is supposed to be a secure time. Are you secure? Do you and your loved ones have the information needed to make the right decisions about retirement? You need counsel, not another salesperson, an advisor that looks out for your interest more than theirs. This is Dennis Prager, and I'd like you to call Randy Barkley, a certified financial planner who's been serving the Inland Empire for over 26 years. He's a retirement specialist who works for you on all the important and often confusing things that determine how comfortable you are in retirement. Call Randy Barkley for a free consultation and learn for yourself what I've learned he can be trusted. Randy Barkley, 888-627-8371, 888-627-8371. Or visit me, Randy Barkley, at retirementunlimited.com. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. This is the section of the program that I refer to as tactical asset management. Hey, let's kind of review what's happened since the uh, beginning of the year. U.S. stocks, uh, they rose, you know, about 2.6% in December, continue to rise through the month of December. But in January, they were off by about 1.2%. Then we started to get uh, indication of the pandemic. You know, they started talking about this hitting China. So in February, the stock market was off about 8.4%. And then as we move, continue to move through February, it accelerated. And we saw this almost this, this um, take your breath away. It dropped 17% in the month of March. Now, people at that point in time, I had calls from several clients. I had other people that I talked to said, oh, we need it's, you know, it's kind of the end of the world. It's apocryphal in its perspective. I said, be careful, be careful. And sure enough, in April, the market went up 13.5%. So those people that sold, and um, you know, I, I have a you know, long history of dealing with people's emotions when it comes to investing. But again, if you have a strategy and a plan, that is going to give you much better value over the long haul. 
And these things, these events that we're going through right now should not be utilized to deteriorate or destroy your overall rate of return. You, you should be making decisions based upon data. And the data is that since 2009 through, you know, we've had 10.9 years of historic growth. And if we look at the growth since 2009, and if you would just stayed invested in the marketplace, you would have averaged well over 10% per year over that period of time. Now, again, you can destroy that or diminish your rate of return dramatically by becoming emotionally involved in your portfolio. Instead of being data-driven, you are emotionally driven. You're not intellectually making decisions. You are making heart decisions. And so therefore, what we try to do continually is structure portfolios that become resistive to downturn trends. And what we did back in January is based upon valuation and other factors, we started to decrease our exposure to the marketplace. We had no idea that we were going to have a pandemic, but setting aside capital because it is prudent to harvest when the marketplace is reaching peak values made a lot of sense. Now, when the pandemic hit, what you do is you take a look at it and you start to see which of your assets would be more vulnerable in this particular circumstance, and you start to diminish your exposure to them. But at the same point in time, if you exit the marketplace, you would not have realized any of the gain that happened in April. And I've had clients, I had a couple of clients that called me and says, I can't handle it, I can't handle it. And I tried to talk them out of it, but at the end of the day, I always tell clients, at the end of the day, it's your money. You tell me what to do, I'll do it. And in a couple of instances, people said, I just can't handle it, please go to cash. And I said, okay. And then in April, they missed all of the gain. In fact, I just had a conversation with a lady. She's been a client of mine now for nearly 20 years. And I went back and analyzed her portfolios. And she makes heartfelt decisions. She does not make strategic decisions or head decisions. She makes decisions based upon how she feels. And I've had this conversation with her time and time and time again. But what I did is I went back and analyzed her portfolio. And I said, you know, I tried to demonstrate to her, I said, these are the decisions that you made at the market lows. And I said, I tried to, you know, tried to persuade you not to do this. But basically what she did is she destroyed her overall rate of return on her portfolio by making really illogical choices because she had such a high fear aspect. Now, again, you can read something and it looks intellectually great. But when you're in the midst of the battle, when you're in the midst of the issue, you make decisions that are, that are contrary to your well-being financially. One of the things that we looked at, for example, in the first quarter, you know, all through last year, all through 2019, you had money that was leaving the marketplace. And the rate of return or the, the market was concentrating itself into uh, really only a few stocks. In other words, the market was being held up primarily by some very large stocks like Amazon and Microsoft and such. And, but you had, when you, when you dug under the numbers, you saw that the market was actually exiting. In other words, people were selling off and getting out of the marketplace and putting money into bonds. Now, what happened is that money came back in the first quarter. Almost $1.5 billion came in the marketplace in the first quarter. So what you saw was the momentum of capital leaving out in 2019, but it was kind of like under the cover. You didn't see it. You didn't see it because it didn't, you know, the market continued to rise, 
But again, the market was concentrated into just a handful of stocks. So therefore, we started to see the end of the market. We started to see the end. And we said, biggest risk that we have going into 2020 was going to be political risk. Remember, Bernie was the lead candidate for the Democratic Party. And um, Trump was under impeachment indictment. You know, they were trying to impeach him again. So all this stuff was going on, which was causing a lot of consternation within the marketplace. But at the end of the day, you make decisions based upon what it is statistically, what it is your plan has developed for you. And when we started to see valuations reaching the point where they were just getting what we called overbought, in other words, the stock prices were just too high, you started to look at your portfolio and we started to sell. We started to build some cash knowing that we were probably going to go to some form of correction in 2020. The chances that 2020 would yield a you know, 15 to 20% rate of return on capital again, at, you know, comparison, you know, 2020 to what it did in, in, in 2020, uh, 2019, probably was very, very low, it was very high, very low probability. And with all the political um, intrigue that was going on, we felt like there was going to be some economic downturn. But the pandemic hit, and the pandemic, of course, has a phenomenal impact upon overall values. But when you look at the, the U.S. stock market, and you look at the power of the U.S. stock market, you have to go back to the mid-80s and you see this, this dynamic, uh, unfolding, uh, powerful economic engine. In fact, right now, if you, look at, if you look at world market capitalization, the United States makes up almost 60% of all market capitalization. And when you compare that to any other country, they're not even anywhere close to where we are. So therefore, when I look at market conditions, I believe that America will continue to grow and take market share. And for example, if you compare, you know, we always hear about China being such a healthy economy, when, but when you look at their market capitalization, when you compare them to other countries, you know, Germany, France, the UK, China barely is a blip. You know, Japan is almost five times more than China. And you look at the size of Japan in comparison to China. Now, again, China has made a lot of money because we're buying a lot of things from China. I think that trend is going to change as we move forward. Therefore, what you have to be com completely convinced is that America is the last country that you want to bet against. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, your life and in investing isn't one year. It is five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. And you want to be positioned with the best economic outcome for your portfolio. This is what we do, folks. We're constantly looking at the data and the numbers and helping people make decisions about where best to invest their money. Not only when you're younger, but also in your middle age, as well as going in retirement. We take all those factors into consideration, helping people make smart decisions about their money. We are not commission driven. We don't make commissions on recommendations. We are fiduciaries. We are helping people analyze the world and trying to understand what it is that, that is risk and what is it that is reward and helping you realize what is the best choice, what are the best options for you. If you'd like to know more about what we do, give me a call at my office, 951-684-7011. Set up a meeting. I'd be more than happy to sit down and talk with you on a webcast and we can talk about your personal circumstances. Stay tuned for my next section. I'm going to talk about news you can use. 
Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt. Hey, if you're retired or approaching retirement, listen up. Retirement planning is critical to your financial health. And like choosing the right doctor, your financial planner must be able to understand your concerns, help you navigate through your retirement, which can be filled with uncertainty, volatility. Certified financial planner Randy Barkley has been assisting clients for 30 years by helping them understand all the information that to most of us can be overwhelming. Go to retirementunlimited.org or call Randy Barkley for a no-obligation appointment at 888-627-8371. That's 888-627-8371, retirementunlimited.org. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. This is the section of the program that I refer to as news you can use. Say there's a lot of things going on re regarding supply and demand. I mean, I'm sure you're like I and you go in the grocery store and you see the uh, aisle that's supposed to be for toilet paper and paper supplies and it's like empty. You know, there's like a couple, it's like these stranded uh, rolls of toilet paper at the end there. They look like little orphan children down there for crying out loud. But that will start to even out. But one of the things that I think is going to be really, really important, and that is your temperature gauge. In other words, thermometers is what I'm talking about. And um, I'm sure that most of you have the old style thermometer where you stick it in your mouth and wait a few minutes until the temperature, you can get a read on it. But if you've been to the doctor recently, you had a nurse take your temperature, they use a device where they go around your forehead and they get a digital read that is almost instantaneous. And uh, I think we're gonna start to see this a lot more in coming together as groups. Like for example, going to a restaurant you're going to have uh, temperature monitoring or getting together as a family. I think everybody should be monitoring their thermometer. So the question is, is which one? Which one should you get? And this article here is your thermometer questions answered. And it's an article in the Wall Street Journal. I'll be more than happy to send it to you. But it just talks about uh, the different kinds of thermometers and the ones that are the most uh, convenient to use and ones that are probably going to be the... Um, uh, the, the most likely choice going forward. And so, um, so if you're shopping for a thermometer, first of all, you got to be, you know, you can go online and get them. You got to be careful. Don't overpay for these things. But there, this article talks about the digital thermometers, their cost, their different brands, you know, what they're, what you're looking for as far as the reading, uh, the use of them. It's just a very simple instructional uh, thing here. So to um, help you make smart decisions, because I think we're going to have, I think we're going to be carrying these things with us now for quite a while until we get past this, uh, this virus, you know, this pandemic, I think that temperature monitoring is going to be the number one. Um, it'll be a, it'll be a social thing. In other words, I think that people are just automatically going to come together. The first thing they're going to do is either take their own temperature or take the temperature of everybody that's coming into their home and or into their establishment. I can see it going on in restaurants. I, you know, it's going to be everywhere. I think we're going to see temperature monitoring going forward. And I think there's going to be a lot of changes and innovations regarding this. So if you'd like to have a copy of this article, it's called Your Thermometer Questions Answered. It's a short little article. I'd be more than happy to give you a free reprint and send it out to you. Um, it just, it, it just is, it's just good information. And hopefully you'll get a, make some choices here and make good um, make good purchasing choices and get the right thermometer for you and carry it with you all the time or have it available to you at your home. If you'd like to know more about this or anything else I've talked about in the program today, give me a call at my office. My phone number is 
684-7011, or just simply go to my website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com. Till next week, folks, may you grow in wisdom and knowledge. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley. For more information about today's show or other questions regarding your retirement planning, call Randy at 951-684-7011. That's 951-684-7011. Remember, retirement planning is a process, not a product. So call Randy at 951-684-7011 or visit his website at retirementunlimited.com. And be sure to tune in next week for another edition of Retirement Unlimited. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances, the information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors Inc. is a registered investment advisor.